Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Monday, April 24th. We may be on the eve of President Biden formally declaring his re-election campaign, and we are learning that the last thing the American people seem to want is a Biden versus Trump rematch. The political world is awaiting Joe Biden's final decision and sign-off on his re-election run, which is widely anticipated to be formally rolled out tomorrow, Tuesday, in a video, a video that, according to our sources, has already been shot. The Biden team is putting together the pieces of its campaign infrastructure. There's the naming of a campaign manager. There are the details about where the campaign is going to be located. All of this is to come. But what an NBC News poll out this weekend indicates is the same thing we've been seeing in polling for months now. And that is a majority of Americans don't think Joe Biden should run for a second term. And in fact, in that poll, 48 percent of those who say he should not run say that his age is a major reason why he shouldn't run. And that age issue is not going to go away. It's going to be with Joe Biden throughout this entire campaign. There's nothing he can do to put that to rest. He is the oldest president to have ever served in the job. And in fact, he always says that people should watch him and make their own determination about his ability to fulfill the duties of the job. In fact, here's an example of that when he was talking to ABC News in February. It's legitimate for people to raise issues about my age. It's totally legitimate to do that. And the only thing I can say is watch me. So there's no doubt the American people are watching him and they're going to continue to watch him over the next year and a half as we see something none of us have ever seen before, which is a man in his 80s under the daily glare of a presidential campaign spotlight. Now, as I noted, that same poll shows that a majority of Americans don't want to see Donald Trump running for re-election. And in fact, the poll shows only 5% of Americans say they want both Biden and Trump to run for the White House in a rematch of the 2020 campaign. In addition to kicking the campaign season officially into gear, Joe Biden has a lot on his to-do list. It starts with the fact that he needs to still steer the country and his administration through these high stakes debt ceiling negotiations with Republicans. On Capitol Hill, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and his team are expressing confidence that the Republicans can and will pass a bill to raise the debt ceiling this week that also cuts spending, even with a narrow majority in the chamber. That's according to a source involved in the effort to lock down the votes needed for passage. Take a listen to Speaker McCarthy on Fox News Sunday. We do have a very small majority, only five seats, one of the smallest we've ever had. But I cannot imagine someone in our conference that would want to go along with Biden's reckless spending. We will hold a vote this week and we will pass it and we will send it to the Senate. Now, of course, that bill, should it pass the House, which would be a big victory for Kevin McCarthy to keep his conference unified enough to pass that, it's not going anywhere. It's going over to the Senate, where it is assuredly not going to pass, and it's never making its way to the president's desk for a signature. But what it is going to do is start applying pressure to the Democrats to begin negotiating on spending issues in order to get the debt ceiling raised and avoid catastrophic default. However, it is not guaranteed that it's going to pass the House just yet. As we noted, when Kevin McCarthy first became Speaker, he has such a narrow majority and wrangling nearly universal support 
in his conference, he can only afford to lose four votes, is going to be tricky, especially even in these negotiations when you have members of the House Freedom Caucus on the right side of the conference ideologically who want things like a work requirement for social safety net programs to be stricter in this bill. That is something that some more moderate Republicans are not all that interested in seeing. In fact, some Republicans like Congresswoman Nancy Mace of South Carolina from a battleground district are concerned about rescinding the energy tax breaks. She told CNN this morning where she stands on the bill at this point. I'm leaning against voting for it at this time because I just don't understand why we can't have a conversation about balancing the budget, cutting spending and doing so over the next 10 years. As for that anticipated mounting pressure on Biden and Schumer to begin negotiating and not hold to the position of there are no negotiations, period, give a listen to Democratic Senator Amy Klobuchar on State of the Union on CNN this weekend. A proposal that McCarthy has put forward that belongs in the budget. We just passed a budget with 18 Republicans voting for it in the U.S. Senate. That's what governs now. Our main goal right now is to make clear that we are going to avoid default. Another potential political headache for Joe Biden to navigate as he's trying to get his reelection campaign off the ground is one of a much more personal nature. And that is the investigation into his son, Hunter Biden, coming back into the spotlight. Hunter Biden's legal team has been defending him more aggressively in recent months amid the Republican takeover of the House and the increasing pace of the federal criminal investigation into Hunter. That investigation was stalling until a meeting had gotten scheduled between Hunter Biden's lawyers and a Trump-appointed U.S. attorney and at least one DOJ official. Multiple sources say Hunter Biden's legal team requested the meeting several weeks ago to get an update on the case. This is the first public development in the case in almost a year. Hunter Biden has not been charged with any crimes and has denied any wrongdoing in the case. And while Joe Biden clearly has some political pitfalls to avoid here, he is also getting into this race as Donald Trump continues to show strength inside the Republican nomination contest. And that, Biden's team believes, may be the biggest asset they have this cycle if indeed Donald Trump is the Republican Party's nominee. In that same NBC News poll, 46 percent of Republicans back Donald Trump, 31 percent back Ron DeSantis. Yes, the Florida governor is still his strongest competitor, but Donald Trump now consistently showing in polls a double digit lead over DeSantis. For DeSantis's part, he's on an international trade mission this week. He is going around the world meeting with government officials in Japan and South Korea and Israel and the United Kingdom all in an effort prior to a formal campaign launch to bolster his international credentials. Here he was in Japan earlier today. We got a great assessment from the prime minister about different key points in the region. Uh, we, we were able to discuss with the prime minister not only uh, the CCP, but also uh, Kim Jong-un. These are concerning things. And so I think uh, having a strong U.S.-Japan relationship is essential uh, for maintaining uh, a free, free world. Former President Trump took to Truth Social, his social media platform today, to criticize DeSantis's trip, calling it, quote, an emergency round the world tour in order to up his game and see if he can remove the stain from his failing campaign. Of course, he hasn't yet launched a campaign, but his financial backers have. There is a DeSantis super PAC, as you know, called Never Back Down. 
It's already been on the airwaves with television advertising and today released a brand new TV ad getting at DeSantis's biography and his blue-collar roots. Give a listen. Grandson of a steel worker, Ron DeSantis worked his way through college, joined the Navy as a JAG officer, earned a Bronze Star serving in Iraq. Governor DeSantis never backs down because his backbone wasn't forged overnight. That ad is on the air in those critical four early states, Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, and Nevada, that will be so important to shaping how the Republican nomination race plays out. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii.